Are you a fan of all things Star Wars? This is the podcast you're looking for. Welcome to the Star Wars Rant Podcast. Welcome to Star Wars Rant Podcast. This is episode number 63. I am your host, Brian Seddon, and I'm joined by Brian North. I will show you the dark side. Wait, what? Sorry. <laughs> what does that mean? I was just pulling a <laughs> Kylo Ren quote for tonight. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, so Dave Mann is not here. He's on a uh, on a hot date. So congrats to him. We have uh, we have some business to take care of. The uh, Ahsoka contest. So if you've been listening the past couple of episodes, you know we're giving away a Star Wars Black Series Ahsoka Tano Rebels Ooh. edition. Uh, yeah, figure. And um, you know, the, if you're not familiar with you know these things these are collectibles the black series are nice they're very detailed um this one looks pretty cool and uh so i have it i have it here in hand um so we started this contest two episodes ago the first one you just had to go on our facebook page tell us what your favorite star wars character um is and then the second one you had to listen to episode number 62 our last podcast to find out what to do, and all it simply was was to like the post on our Facebook page of episode 62. And um, so we had some entries. We had thousands of entries, thousands, but um, then we, we saw that they were all from Brian North, so we had to eliminate those, and we're down to, to a handful. So, um, so we should be good. I cleared out the list. We are going to do it live. Brian will be my witness um, to uh, as we pull this name. So once I pull the name, we'll announce that winner. I will message you on Facebook and uh, tell you you won, and I'll ask for your address, and hopefully you get it to me. And if not, then this will just stay on my shelf, I guess. So, all right, here we go. I'm ready, ready Brian. Okay. Can't wait. Can, Can we you get a drum roll from the listeners out there, wherever you are, in your car, on your iPod? <laughs> okay, here we go. The winner is... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I don't even know if this is fair. Re- re- it's Chad Viss. <laughs> Repick. <laughs> Ch- Chad Viss won. So it's legit. I mean, he's not part of the podcast anymore. Um, hasn't hasn't recorded an episode with us since he left. So there you go, Chad. Congratulations. Um, and since Dave's not here, I'll say it. Never tell me the odds. You know, I could just. Yeah. Well, the odds were Chad won. I, I apologize to those that um, did not win. We'll have another contest. Um, probably in our next episode, we'll mount something. But um, in the meantime, Chad, you got a Sokotano coming your way, even though your podcast screwed me out of a PS4, but that's okay. Um, South Dakota Gamer Podcast, so good job. All right, we're going to move on. The big news, we talked about it last week. When is the Han Solo trailer coming out? And obviously it finally came out. We said we thought the Super Bowl, and it was. It came out during the Super Bowl. It was a teaser trailer during the Super Bowl, and then I don't know if it was like later that night or the next morning. The right, full so it was a trailer teaser trailer out. of the teaser trailer. Um, correct. Yes, that's how we do it these days. So um, we're gonna play it for you because that's what we do: um, is play movie trailers on an audio podcast here. So, um, Brian, who is this brought to us by? I don't know. You started doing the you started doing these things when remember? I was off the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's right, I did. Uh, this audio is brought to you by Buckshot Pro. For all your listening needs, wirelessly, go go get you one. All right. So here we go. We're going to listen to it, um, and then we will give you our take on it when we, uh, when we return. So here, 
Here it is. Han Solo, a Star Wars... No, what's it called? Solo, a Star Wars story. By Ron Howard. Partially by... Partially uh, by... Phil Lord and... Chris... Don't remember the other guy's name. <laughs> Just play it. <laughs> yeah. That's... that's by two guys that got fired. I've been running scams on the street since I was 10. I was kicked out of the flight academy for having a mind of my own. I'm going to be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Hey, kid, I'm putting together a crew. You in? That's yes. I might be the only person. Who knows? What you really are. For a second, but it's fine. We're fine. There it is. There it is. Wait no more. The Han Solo, the Han Solo trail. That was it. The long wait. Finally got some footage. All right. Uh, Brian was. Chomping at the bits to um, to get on the podcast and give his thoughts to this Han Solo trailer. So, um, all right, I, well, I'm just gonna let you run with it. You know, I, I think you're. I think you're. I you can no longer be contained. And I will say this: I, I am a lifelong Star Wars fan, and uh, I was a fr- I was obviously a fan of a lot of Jedi's growing up. Han Solo was always a cool character to me, and I think I appreciated Han Solo more as I got older as a character. Because as a young person, as a youngling, you usually go after the guy that has the lightsaber, not the guy that just has the blaster. You think he's lame. But as you get older, you appreciate the snarkiness and the humor and all the other things that go along with Han Solo as a character. But with that being said, I will have ask you all the question that many have asked me, and that's, who asked for this movie? <laughs> Dave Mann did. He's the only one. Oh, sorry. And uh, there's a lot of other Star Wars stories I'd probably be more interested in seeing. Um, maybe I like the mystery of a young Han Solo, but there's a couple things about the trailer that I did like and some that I didn't like. And I thought these things through, and I'll be as concise as possible. I even wrote it down so there's no rambling to make sure that I get right to the point here for the fans oh, out boy. listening today. Number one... Oh. What are the odds of this? Number one, the the same grittiness and the look and the feel is similar to Rogue One, which is similar to kind of a newer way to look at the original trilogy, uh, which I like. They did a better job of capturing the look of Star Wars in 2018 than they did with the prequels, which I appreciate. You still see the grittiness and the fun and all those different types of things. They introduced new types of robots and different things that look way old school Star Wars. So the grittiness and the feels of it, just like I got when I saw the feels and the looks from the Rogue One trailer, I'm getting the same feelings here. That brings me to my second point. Even though the looks and the feels looks like an old school and cool Star Wars movie, there's one big issue that I'm having with this movie. And it might not be from the writing, not even maybe from the directing, but I think the casting of the movie has really got me disappointed, especially after seeing this first trailer. How so? Who who do you think uh, was miscast? And from and 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 keep in mind now, all you all you've seen is you know like sure a minute yeah I understand that and that's fine twenty so seconds or so. The biggest question was okay. is the issue with having uh, recasting such a f- 
such a fan favorite character like Han Solo and Lando Calrissian, if you if you think about those two guys, it brought up in our little group Star Wars rant group chat. We bring up different things that we see maybe online. Dave shared a Twitter uh, comment from a person it's... Um, who said that you know maybe people can look at it in the future moving forward, like we view the James Bond movies, which the James Bond movies recast James Bond every couple of years and it doesn't seem like there's a mass outbreak of people that are crying about it we kind of make it out a part of life so maybe these characters will be recast by a new actor every couple of years to have another reinterpretation of the character now in terms of James in terms of James Bond terrible. that's different from Star Wars is that there's no set James Bond canon there's not a set timeline every they use the base of the of the favorited characters based off the novels and they show a new interpretation each new generation has a different interpretation which is fine if daniel craig decided not to do it and they recast james bond next week i'm not going to have an issue with it unless it's an actor that i absolutely do not like so in terms of canon i think that's the issue in terms of canon recasting now i never had an issue with ewan mcgregor recasting as a young Alec Guinness, I always was fine with that, so what's the big issue here? And I said, well, maybe it's just, you know, that it's such a younger character and they just used all that CGI in Rogue One to make, to make Carrie Fisher and do her face. Why couldn't you do that with Harrison Ford? So there's a photo that goes around online that shows a, it's a photoshopped up photo of what Sebastian Stan which if many of you don't recognize the actor by his name, he plays Bucky Barnes or the Winter Soldier in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Captain America trilogies. And it showed what he would look like as Luke Skywalker, and it's pretty a close resemblance. And I thought to myself, if they announced that they were making a post-Return of the Jedi movie with Sebastian Stan playing, playing younger Luke after the events of Return of the Jedi, I would not be that upset about that. So I think going down to the crux of it, it's not that I'm disappointed about them recasting Han Solo and Lando Calrissian. It's them casting actors that I'm just really not looking forward to seeing in that role and actors that maybe I don't really that like. I like Donald Glover as an actor. I just Just from the footage I saw him as Lando, I just wasn't sold on it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, want, I have one more point, but more? if you want to comment on that. Okay, so um, so let me kind of hit the points where you hit first, and then and then we'll lead into that second point. <clears throat> you know, so so visually, um, yeah, I think it has some tones of of, of that uh, grittiness and darkness of Rogue One. Also, kind of had a Blade Runner feel to me for a, a little bit as well. Um, but, uh, I thought, and I know this music is probably not going to make it into the, the film, but like the music was, was totally different. Kind of had like, like that opening music, um, you know, like, I think that was a guitar, um, definitely different. Um, but you know, it, uh, I liked how it opened with like the clicking, you know the switches and things like that. So visually, I'm I'm into it. Um, it. It looks like Star Wars. It, it looks like the underworld, right? That you would assume that Han Solo is a part of, um, or or is around. Um, so it had that feel. Um, the as far as the casting goes. Um, all right, so Donald Glover is Lando. I think that's fine. I think he looks like a young Billy D. So I think visually he has that. I'm sure he can pull off, um, you know, Billy D's cadence of how he talks and and uh, the swag of, of Lando. I, I think I think that's probably going to be the best character in the movie as far as you know matching up to the original, right? Um, Han Solo, Aaron. Uh, how do you say his last uh, name? Aldridge, maybe something like you that. Remember? 
Yeah, Aaron Aldridge. No. We're probably not saying that right at all. It's probably somebody else, but his name's Aaron. He, uh, you know, at first I thought he sounded like him when I first heard the trailer. Then I listened again. He doesn't really sound like Harrison Ford. His look, he doesn't really look like him either, in my opinion. His face is, like, too wide. Like, I don't know, his, his facial structure doesn't fit Harrison Ford. So the question is, is do we want somebody to do an impersonation of Harrison Ford doing Han Solo? Or are we more or less trying to capture the spirit? And I'm sure he's going to have some phrases and mannerisms that kind of match up to the character of Han Solo. Um, but it is something like like you'll have to, like when I go to see this, I'll have to sit down and, and get over it. You know what I mean? To be able to enjoy the movie. Um, you know, I will say originally I was not as excited I wasn't excited about this movie. Kind of like you said, you know, I wasn't asking for this movie. I do worry about going back and um, doing like an origin story for a character that we already knew a lot about him anyway. And he's been in, you know, uh, five other movies, right? And uh, and we already know how his story ends. So to go back and, and start from his quote-unquote beginning... Um, you know, I don't know how much we needed it, but once I saw the trailer, you know, I was like, all right, you know, I, I'm actually interested in seeing this now. And, you know, we're coming off of the last Jedi, which is huge. Um, you know, obviously we all know there's, there's a lot of love and there's a lot of hate for that movie. Um, and there's a lot of in between. I'm, I find myself more in between and, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to go and see a good Star Wars movie. But I am nervous. I'm nervous about this one. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to pass casting, though, on the... Or I'm not going to pass Jovi. Um, but I do I do worry about how that Han Solo is going to play. You know, you think of the Star Trek reboot. And you had, like, um, Chris Pine do Captain Kirk. Like, I mean, that to me, that was, like, great casting. I don't know if, if the other guy worked to Spock that well. Um, and some of the other characters. But your lead character was Captain Kirk. Like, that one was done perfectly. I mean, he looked like a what you would think a young William Shatner would look like or did look like. He had, you know, the mannerisms. He had the cadence down and the voice. Um, so, I don't know, man. We'll see where that goes. Yeah, and that's that, they did a whole reboot there, and it was just kind of different circumstances, in my opinion. Right. So uh, maybe if they went, maybe if they went younger with Han Solo, that makes sense. But it, and that that brings me to my third point, and that's if you, if you look at uh, some of the visuals, there's a scene that you see a hallway, and I said, "Wow, On that ship Falcon? looks very familiar." Yeah. And it was the Falcon. It, it uh. looks pristine white, like it's brand new out of the shop. Uh. And then I saw another photo online where it shows it's a cast photo inside that back room around the table, and it, it looks literally brand new, the Falcon does. And then it shows a picture of that where it looks like, it, it looks almost like the, like the, uh, the deck of the Star Trek, of the Enterprise in Star Trek. Just pristine, sleek. Then you look at a photo and, and it shows it's super grungy in A New Hope. And then you show another photo of it looking even grungier in The Force Awakens. And, and the funny comment that somebody said was, what, has this ship ever been cleaned? Well, that's funny, but the point I have is is what time gap are we looking here between Solo, A Star Wars Story, and A New Hope? Yeah. Is there a big time jump there? I mean, it just a lot of the stuff just makes it seem like they want to make it new and fresh and different, but does it fit within the timeline of the story? Well, you got the vibe, like when he's looking up at the Falcon, you know, from outside, like he's in a hangar or something. You know, then you get the scene, too, of, of that, like you said, everything looks brand new and fresh on the inside. That, you know, this might be like, this, you know, it's new. Um, it was just made or something. And that doesn't seem to fit canon where, like, in A New Hope, you know, you've, the way it looks. And they always talk about how old it is. And um, that's a piece of junk. You know, how could it have deteriorated in that short amount of time? Yeah, I don't know how old he's supposed to be in this. Um, but he wasn't that old in, in a new hope either. So, 
um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they would go with that, you know, the age of the Falcon. So that's just a couple things about it. I'm, I'm excited about Woody Harrelson's yeah. character. Obviously, the whole story arc for Solo in this movie is not obviously him becoming such a great guy, but more of how did he become the smuggler that we know and love. Well, so, yeah, you'd think you'd see see that, how he got involved in the underworld, how he and Chewie hooked up, how he got the Falcon from Lando. Um, will we see the Kessel run? You know, we, we would think we would. Um, you know, so, so some of those things. And, uh, that's it. I mean, it's kind of like a wait and see thing for me. But, so some of the other things we saw, yeah. So Woody Harrelson's going to be like his mentor, which I think we all knew that. Um, and that's kind of the gigs that he plays nowadays, Woody Harrelson. Right. Um, also on the Falcon, we saw that it's not, ha- it doesn't have the gap in between, which we've talked about that before, but now we actually like kind of see it in action. Um, it, it comes to a point in the very front. And that, so at some point, um, that middle section is taken out. We, so I'm obviously we'll see that in the movie, you know, what happens there. Um, so, but that's new. We saw, um, like I said, we saw Lando in there. Um, we saw a space monster at the end of the trailer, which that looks uh, kind of interesting. Um, saw some new stormtroopers, which, you know, every Star Wars movie is going to have new uh, versions of stormtroopers. Um, some characters that we don't know yet. Uh, we saw a new droid who, um, you know, uh, from what I understand, uh, I can't remember the droid's name, but it, uh, it's a female droid, and um, it actually is, uh, has different droid body parts that kind of make it, make, it, uh, make it whole. And it, it actually selects and upgrades its own parts. Um, so that's interesting. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what we'll see, what the story is going to be. But... Like I said, after seeing the trailer, I, I am interested. Um, so let me ask you: Do you think we will see Jabba? Um, there's a possibility. That's a big storyline. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that the that maybe the job that Woody Harrelson's character because we saw him on kind of a sandy planet. Yeah. So my thought was maybe the job that Woody Harrelson's getting the crew together for is a job for Jabba. Will we see Greedo? I don't think so. Oh, I think so. Have to, because they hate each other, Greedo and Han. Or will we see Boba Fett? You know, there's a lot of characters that we could see. But Yeah, uh, Boba Fett, I don't know. Um, there is rumor. No, there is rumor that we will see Boba Fett. There's rumor that we'll see Darth Vader. Um, so anyway, I'm happy though, that we have a trailer. Like I said, so after seeing the trailer, I feel, you know, uh, it, it piqued my interest and I do want to see it when, uh, when it did come out, it was trending pretty high on YouTube. Um, it was like the number two or number three video for a few days. So, you know, a lot of the speculation is, or the conversation I should say is, you know, is this going to tank in the theaters? Um, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of interest in it for sure. You know, if it's trending on YouTube as the number, you know, two or three video for, for X amount of days, but, um, it's a star Wars movie. What do you expect? (laughs) Well, but you know, a lot of people after seeing the last Jedi, there's, there's people that are saying, I'm not going to see another one. So, you know, whether, whether they'll hold true to that or not, we'll see. But, um, you know, I, I would think the top brass is, are really concerned about how this movie is going to do. It's going to make money. But, you know, I still predict, and I think you agreed on the last uh, podcast, Brian, that um, this will probably do less than Rogue One. Yeah, I think so. But new reports showed out today, and I don't know, those of you who are listening have probably seen this article by now. But they did reveal why they they fired those two directors. And 
really i know they come up with the whole thing about oh it was creative differences but the way that they're explaining it now is that these two the two directors did a lot of sketch comedy they did a lot of animation before they did this movie so those things you know rely heavily on improvisation and kind of just running with it and they were doing that for most of the script but Loris Kasdan's script was pretty to the point so it you know they were just kind of fooling around just kind of taking their time to do it and Disney saying you know we need we need to put this thing out you know we we can't just piddle around and let you guys do your thing and so they they fired them and they brought in Ron Howard to you know just get the script and get the job stick done. to the script yeah so it's a big studio piece they didn't want to leave much for improv they just wanted to just stick to the script get get the shots get the job done and get out and that's what ron howard having a lot of other big budget movies being a director that can just stick to the script listen to the studio and get it done so now that they've explained it that way it really just plays heavily off two things with this movie number one you know it is a star wars movie it does have characters that we like so what's going to make or break this movie whether or not fans are excited about it or not what's going to keep fans coming back to the movie is if it's a good script if it's characters that you're going to connect and have fun with and it's just an all fun you know it's just a fun ride you know we look back at you know back in december and you saw how the you know we 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 saw how uh, the new Jumanji movie was just kind of just you know kind of got a hand up on on uh, the Last Jedi a little bit at the box office that more than Dis- what Disney was expecting, and I think just for the fact that it was just a f- you know all the reviews that I read about it just say that it's a fun movie that people just enjoyed sitting down it was just a fun just fun to watch for an hour and a half and i think that's what just people you know people just want an exciting movie you know not you know this big you know maybe not this big dramatic emotional thing they just want a fun movie and maybe that's a movie that the han solo movie will give which is different uh from you know the last jedi which is different i think a difference between the last jedi and the force awakens was even though uh, even though The Force Awakens has some dramatic... The Force Awakens, like I said before, there's no boring parts in The Force Awakens. It's just action piece after action piece. Is, it, it's, it's fun. It's exciting. And, and you know, you're, you're cheering for them and you're, and you're going after it and, you're, and, it's, and it's a good time. And, uh, and that's just not what you got with uh, in many aspects with The Last Jedi. So hopefully the Han Solo movie will give you that. We will see, and we, you know, we did uh, say his name wrong. The guy playing Han Solo, and I apologize. It's uh, it's Alden Ironrick. Ironrick still can't say his last name, but his name is Alden. Ironrick. Yeah, it's all. Yeah. yeah, it's Aldrin Ironrick. Yeah, I think. I yeah, think I was I wondering when you said Aaron. I yeah, was like, I don't know. Where do you get Aaron from? Um, Alden, but uh, you know, he did also meet with uh, Harrison Ford, and um, you know, he did. Harrison Ford gave him his input on on Han Solo. As far as his take on him, and um, you know, Alden said several times during the movie as they're making it, he kind of recalled some of the things that Harrison had told him. So we'll see, man. Um, I just, you know, if it's a good story, that's really all that matters. So, um, all right, well, let's move on to something else. Another thing that was making some news is um, Game of Thrones creators David Benoff and D.B. Weiss are to write and produce a new series of Star Wars films. So I'm going to read the release from StarWars.com. David Benoff and D.B. Weiss are going from Winterfell to a galaxy far, far away. It was announced that uh, Benoff and Weiss, creators of the smash hit Emmy Award-winning television series Game of Thrones, will write and produce a new series of Star Wars films. These new films will be separate from both the episodic Skywalker saga and the recently announced trilogy being developed by Ryan Johnson, uh, who obviously did The Last Jedi. David and Dan are some of the best storytellers working today, said Kathleen Kennedy, 
uh, president of Lucasfilm, their command of complex characters, depth of story, and richness of mythology will break new ground and boldly push Star Wars in ways I find incredibly exciting. And uh, these, the guys said, In the summer of 1977, we traveled to a galaxy far, far away, and we've been dreaming of it ever since. Um, we are honored by the opportunity, a little terrified by the responsibility, and so excited to get started as soon as the final season of Game of Thrones is complete. So, um, which, it, you know, I believe is uh, obviously this year. So, um, there you have it, Beanob. I think that, which has also been rumors and reports too with the excess of Black Panther, that that they're going to hire like a lot of uh, African-American and female directors and writers for different aspects of the role. Um, that's just like a rumor going around right now. Well, what does that have to do with uh, this? After, they're two. They're two white guys. Well, exactly. Well, that's what they're. That's that came after these two guys got hired, and they kind of got backlash of that. I think you know if if I look at this guy's past history and maybe them wanting to broaden out the universe outside of the Skywalker saga, then you need to either not just go to a different part of the galaxy, which I think that's what Rain Johnson's doing with his series, Ryan, but. Well, I mean, yeah, I do that every time. We're Man, us with names we're, tonight. We're, it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, you you can't go to the, any any portion of time within almost hundred years between episode one and episode nine at that point. So you need to do something outside of that timeline. So I think with these Game of Thrones writers, I think they might dwell a little bit into maybe like a Knights of the Old Republic, going far back before the prequels. And do maybe a, do maybe a Jedi, you know, an ancient Jedi series. Well, so, so they're um, so so I think it's important to point out these aren't going to be trilogies. That it says set of films. So you know, like a, what a lot of people are thinking is that these could be your guys that are going to do like your Obi Wan and you know maybe the Boba Fett um, things like that because they haven't talked about those since they haven't announced any of those because um, you're already getting a trilogy from Ryan Johnson. So. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if they ended up doing an Ahsoka Tano movie um, just because she is a loved character. But, you know, a lot of that depends kind of what happens on Rebels too. I think, um, if we get the answer to if she's alive or not. Um, so I don't know. I do know I've heard the, the, uh, the Knights of the Old Republic thoughts. You know, I think a lot of that comes too because of, you know, obviously they do Games of Thrones. So they're kind of already in that, you know, uh, medieval era, which, you know, Knights of the Old Republic's not necessarily medieval, but I guess you would call it the medieval age of Star Wars. Um, so more to be seen. Do you worry, though, Brian, that um, so you got these films, whatever they're going to do. You got the Ryan Johnson trilogy. You have, you know, Rebels is wrapping up, but we know that there's going to be some type of live action Star Wars uh, show. Um, on, the, on the streaming service in 2019. Correct. Do you worry that um, that the Star Wars brand is, is kind of uh, going to be cheapened a little bit by just the amount of films that are being thrown out there? You know... The, the Ryan Johnson, from what I understand, the Ryan Johnson trilogy, you know, he didn't even necessarily pitch pitch a story. It was just they kind of gave him the keys to come up with his own thing again. Um, where, you know, when George Luke, if George Lucas had been involved, um, you know, it'd be where are we going to go with the story before someone's handed the keys? Yeah, I think that I... I think it would be different if if this Han Solo movie wasn't coming out and The Last Jedi didn't get the... Okay, if everybody was rolling all over The Last Jedi, um, then I think it would be... Uh, I think if everybody was like freaking out and saying it was the best thing ever, I think we'd say, gimme, gimme, gimme anything that you'll... Anything that you'll... You know, I can get. Star Wars. Um, 
And I was trying to compare it to because, you know, I've seen 22 Marvel movies in the last 10 years. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, with Black Panther and Infinity War and then the Avengers movie next year and Ant-Man and Captain Marvel and another Spider-Man sequel next summer, right after the Avengers movie, we're talking that's another five or six movies. And I'm probably more excited about those than any one of the movies that they've released. So why, you know, why am I so excited about those? But when I say, oh, they're making another Star Wars series, I'm like, oh, here we go. You know, what, what's what's the correlation there and, and what's the difference? And maybe it's because I kind of see a direction that they're going in and it's kind of, kind of snowballed a little bit, one off the other one that kind of builds up to, to where I feel like the ending is going to be, where after Episode Nine comes around, after Han Solo comes out and then episode 9, I have no idea where they're going. So maybe it's just the unknown of me not knowing where they're going that is is making me doubt a little bit that do they do they know where they are going. That's a good or point. Are they because the, up as they go? you know, so the 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 Marvel movies, you know, they're they're following the basic comic storyline. Now there's they change things, you know, here and there. Um, and they kind of do their own thing sometimes. But overall, yeah, you if you're familiar with the comics, you know, you kind of know where it's going and what's happening. Um, and yeah, and to, so to your point, the Star Wars, they're 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 controlling that story as they go, and you find out what's going to happen when it comes out. And so, yeah, to your point. There's a lot of unknown of where the story's going, and I think so. Maybe it is. Then you're just you're worried about this thing. Just they're them wrecking with with Star Wars. You know, them screwing it right. up. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And and for me, I think that just by the reaction of the Last Jedi, that you it kind of proved that even though people want something new and fresh. If they get what they're not expecting, they lose their minds. Yeah. I mean, if you just made a cookie cutter Last Jedi and had a big duel out and Luke did awesome force powers and he and Luke did this crazy thing with the force at the end and, and the rebels had a big victory, I mean, people would be cheering out, out of the theater. And the issue, I think, with a lot of Star Wars fans, they're losing a little bit of their faith in the brand because they're they're saying... I, we're going into episode nine kind of blind. We have no idea where they're going to take it. Where is JJ going to do with this thing? You know, I, kind of, I still don't like that. And we've talked about this before. And I think I, I've been proven right now that there is no, when force awakens was, was put together, there was no plan for what was going to happen after that. You know, just the next guy gets the keys and he takes it where he wants to. Right. And then the next guy after that takes it. I don't like that. They should have sat down and said, "Hey, here's where we're gonna go through these three movies, and it's gonna it's gonna crescendo. It's gonna build up to this in the very last one." Now it's just like right. the next guy just like does his own thing, and and then the guy after him has to pick up the pieces and figure it out, you know. And and I I don't they're not gonna they're not gonna gel. These movies aren't gonna gel. The only thing they got going for him now is JJ, you know, picking up um, this next episode. And because he did Force Awakens, he can he can find a way to to you know reconnect all those and and try to make those gels, but or gel. But the Last Jedi may kind of like stand out to where man, this when you hit that movie, if you've never seen these movies before, and you go and watch this new new trilogy, this one kind of didn't fit the vibe of the first one and the third one, right? Right. So. <laughs> And it kind of cheapens, I think, that the the characters, you know, having a trilogy, there's no point of having a trilogy of movies with the same character unless the characters have a story arc that stretches all three movies. Yeah. Okay, there's there's a different, there's, there's just something amazing about the original trilogy that Luke had his hero moment in A New Hope, but he never arrived. He, dis- he destroyed the Death Star. He was the hero. If you watch that movie by itself, you're like, great. The kid was on his little planet by himself, got thrown into this adventure, and then 
and then he wins the day. And you're like, that's great for him. And you can end it at that. Then you go into Empire Strikes Back, and he's getting a little bit of the Force power. You see him go on the journey with Yoda, and then you have the big revelation at the end. Darth Vader, his father. He takes a huge another... It adds just so much complexity to his character. Well, and... Then, and you know, then some... by the time you... Then by the time you get to Re- Return of the Jedi, there's no greater moment than you see when Luke is like a Jedi Master walking into yeah. Jabba's palace. Yep. No, I agree. And some people would say, well, you know, George George made changes, you know, as as he went along. But, yeah, he, he made changes as he went along. You know, he thought, you know, I'm going to do this with this character or that with that character. But, you know... You know, as he made the movies, he something didn't fit or work, and he so he he changed it again to to flow with the way that the story was going. But he still had the overview of where these characters were going and where these stories were going. He had to change details throughout as he made the movies. Things that once he made it and he saw, you know, how it played out and how fans' reaction and um, how the story was gelling, you know, things to improve the story. So. It was all cohesive. Um, so, you know, in, in JJ we trust, I guess, for this next one. But, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm okay with with new Star Wars content coming out. But I just, I just hope that it's cohesive and that it advances the story. And, uh, and, know, the, myth- mythology. and the mythology. And the mythology. That's and it's, what I'm, and that's what I was kind of hoping for in the last Jedi. Right. But I, I, I want really good content. That. The other thing I don't want too is I'm, you know, I'm not trying to get political or anything, but I don't want I don't want agendas pushed. I don't want real world earthly, you know, real life social political agendas in my Star Wars. This is a galaxy far far away. You know what I mean? Like right. let's just let's you know, I go to these things to escape this crazy world that we live in sometimes and I don't need some of the craziness that goes on in this world pushed in and jammed into my you know my Star Wars so some may agree to that some may not but um, you know I I just I just want them to tell a good story that uh, is faithful to you know what fans of Star Wars have always known and come to love Um, you know I will give Disney credit for realigning the canon um, you know, I think that needed to be done because it was out of control before that happened. You had all the legends or, you know, the expanded universe stuff and what is canon, what isn't canon. So I'll give them credit that they cleaned a lot of that up. But, you know, as they're adding new stories to canon, you know, I just I just hope it's it's being planned out. We're not just, you know, throwing things up against the wall and see what sticks. Right, right, exactly. And you can't. And you can't create canon and then kill your canon. Right. And I feel like that's the big thing that they did with The Last Jedi was yep. let's create new let's create new canon, and but then, the theme of the new yeah. canon is let's destroy the past. And it's like you're creating new canon and you're making your canon cohesive, but then your characters are saying, let's just forget about everything that happened yeah. before us. All that stuff that and happened, like, none of it matters now. Right. You know? And it's uh, like, okay, that's kind of weird. Like why you just made your canon cohesive. And then you're saying let's forget about it. And it no. just doesn't make any sense. As Star Wars fans, you want to you want to add on to the mythology. That's why people are so excited about the prequels. And that's you you want to add on to the mythology. That's why I hope that they come out and say, oh, we're making a Knights of the Old Republic or or something similar to that. Or you get to see the Sith in their prime. That's what would get me excited as a yeah. fan because I get to see I get to see a, a time in the galaxy far far away I've never seen before characters i don't know and i get to add on to mythology and and i talked to i talked to a friend actually who's who's big he's a big sci-fi fan he's a big book reader you know he loves the lord of the Rings series he loves all that (laughs) and and to be honest he said to me he said i got a little bored with the last jedi and and i turned off rogue one i never finished it because i i I only watch my yeah and listen come on because he said because he said that he is only really interested in watching Star Wars movies when it involves Jedi and Sith. Everything else he doesn't really care about. Okay, well, I'm just going to say, though, I mean, Rogue One, I get it, there was no real Jedi or Sith in that. Still a good story. And then The Last Jedi, whether you whether you agreed with the movie or didn't disagree with the movie, um, 
the you know there was plenty of action in that movie i don't know how you could be bored with that you know the canto bite whole sequence yeah okay granted that's going to be something that i fast forward but uh you know i, I don't know how you could be bored with that so that guy's crazy does he listen <laughs> does he listen to the podcast no tell him to listen because no, he's so crazy you can, so you can tell him yeah hey guy you're crazy there that's for him all right, we're going to move on uh, to Star Wars Rebels. Uh, this is the final season. We're finally into that mid-season finale, which will be the series finale um, of Star Wars Rebels. We played the trailer for you a couple weeks ago, I think. Um, and it starts February 19th, I believe. That's off the top of my head. So um, consult your TV guide if those still exist to see if I'm correct or not. But what we wanted to do, Brian and I, is just kind of talk about where we think the story is going to go, um, maybe some character predictions. Uh, Brian, I feel like you're more prepared for this than I am, um, so kudos to you. And because of that, you're going to go first, buddy. So Okay, I, I, have five, I have five theories, and one of my theories links to Episode 9 as well. Uh-huh, okay. So in a couple different ways. So the first one, I think that it would be awesome if uh, Ezra turned and became Darth Vader's secret apprentice. I just think uh, kind of going down the same road as The Force Unleashed. It's my favorite video game of all time of Star Wars. I loved that storyline. And I think that Ezra fulfilling that role as Darth Vader's secret apprentice would be absolutely fantastic. All right, so let's talk about that. So this is ending right... Uh, before Rogue One, really. So he's had a, um, apprentices before. He's hired people. So how would they tell that story then? I don't. You could do it in a live action series. You could do it in many different ways. So you could do it in comic books. You can extend it out. You could do video games. Ezra turning to the dark side. And becoming Vader's secret apprentice. Yeah, that's just that's what I've always hoped for Ezra, because I'm a huge Force Awakens uh, fan. Yeah, you're so evil, Brian. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Sith. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. All right. Here's here's my second one. Ahsoka will it will return. Okay. But and, and this is for Chad, and I think Chad would agree with me. And if Chad, when you listen to this, if you can comment on the uh, on the Facebook page with if you agree with this, Wait, making a shout can I out guess? to you. You're going to say Soka's going to return and turn to the dark side Wrong. and become. Soka oh. returns, does not die at the end. Okay. So she's not dead. Okay. You're Which saying, leads. Right. Okay. She is not dead. Um, I agree with what you just said about them possibly making a live-action Ahsoka movie, but I'd love for Ahsoka to go into hiding. Okay, episode nine, Ahsoka makes a reappearance as old Ahsoka, and she trains Rey. She takes that next step with Rey and helps Rey. Ooh, that would be cool. That would be cool. So uh, the cool part would be problem is Rey's new Rey's new mentor. Uh, is Darth Vader's only apprentice, Jedi apprentice. The only problem there is, like, the average person is not going to know who she is. Right, but you can introduce it in a backstory. It's not going to be too difficult. All right. I think Ahsoka's been enough, and she's been pushed enough with books, comics, Rebels, Clone Wars, that Ahsoka is mainstream enough that she could fulfill that role and seeing old Ahsoka in episode 9 train Ray would just be awesome yeah I think okay. though you're going to get Luke you know training her as a force ghost though Maybe. if if there's even going to be any training you know right because I, I think there's going to be a time gap and she'll already have some type of training whether it's through the books or or something but hmm Okay, right. my next is a sequel trilogy character will appear in some way. Uh, Whether it's Poe's parents or 
uh, or somebody that's a part of the the uh, the sequel trilogy will appear in Ro- in uh, in the Rebels finales. Right. Now that the Last Jedi is out. Okay. Um. Next is that we will see uh, the Rebels' point of view of the Battle of Scarif in an episode. Okay. Okay, and then my last one, we're going to see Tarkin appear somewhere in this at the end of the series. Makes sense because of the timeline that yeah, you would uh, you would think you would see him. All right, so I'll go through some of mine. Mine aren't as uh, crafty as yours, so kudos. Mine are probably pretty boring, but nonetheless, um, here they go. Kanan will die. <laughs> right before the podcast, he said, I didn't want to do <laughs> boring ones uh, like Kanan's going to die. But uh, so I'm going with Captain that. Captain Obvious. <laughs> yeah. So Kanan, uh, I believe Kanan will, will die. Um, you know, and I, and I think we will see him as a force ghost at some point, somehow, some way. I don't know how. Mm. Okay. I'm going with that. Uh, Ezra, I believe will die. I don't think he'll turn to the dark side. I think he will. I think he will find Ahsoka, who is a Force ghost, so she has died. So I'm going to combine another prediction there. And she kind of instructs him, you know, so Kanan's gone. And so she kind of instructs him on, you know, what to do next. Um, Because you see a scene where uh, Ezra's, you know, face to face with the Emperor. Um, in the trailer, so um, I think he's going to need some help there. But I think he dies, and I think it's it's he basically sacrifices himself for the ghost crew um, in some form or fashion. I believe Zeb will live, and he will go do something that nobody cares about because I do not like his character. Um, okay, but I, I don't think he dies. I think he lives. Uh, Chopper lives. We already know Hera. We already know she lives. Um, Sabine? Sabine. So now this one's interesting. I also think she lives. Okay. Um, But she goes back to her home world. I think she goes back to Mandalore. And so now, you know, you always heard that, like, with Boba Fett that he was the last of his kind, last of the Mandalorians. Um, but I, I think she lives somehow, some way. Um, so that's what I'm, I'm saying. Your two Jedi's die, Kanan and Ezra. Hera, we know she lives. I'm saying Sabine and Zeb also live. Interesting if they had a battle on, on Mandalore. Yeah. And everybody dies, and you see Boba Fett escape at the end. <laughs> Boba Fett just wrecks everybody. Um, Thrawn, I will say Thrawn's going to live. And here's my theory on Thrawn. I think he pops up in your Star Wars live-action series. Um, hmm. I, I think he's too good of a character to kill off. Um, you can have him leave this conflict somehow. Um but I, I think he's somebody you would want to keep around and do some something else with. So Thrawn, I, I think, I, lives. I had I had one other Thrawn series that I Thrawn theory that I threw out. Yeah. Thrawn escapes uh, a battle at the end and goes into the unknown regions to contact somebody by the name of Supreme Leader. Yeah, Snoke. I know you're, who you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> so those are my predictions. I, I do. Now. I do like your prediction of um, Tarkin. It would make sense to introduce him. You know, the problem is, is you know, his family is real protective of him. 
his likeness and everything the the actor and i forgive me i don't remember um the actor's name but uh so a lot of that would depend on if if um well they used him in the clone wars so you would just see an older version of all right the so then yeah so then that makes sense that uh they would be able to to have him in there then and um You'd have to have Thrawn leave somehow, I think, to introduce him. I don't think you could have Thrawn and Tarkin the same time working together. I could be unless, wrong. Maybe it's happening. Unless Tarkin takes book. him out. No. So in the comics, Tarkin. I know his bodyguard kills him. What about uh, what happens to the Fulcrum? Um, which he's caught now. They have him captive. Um, you know who I'm talking about? I can't remember his name. Yeah, I don't think... I think that storyline is done with. I don't think they're going to revisit that. Well, you think he, that guy gets it? Yeah, I think he gets He could it. kill Thrawn. That would be anticlimactic. You think if somebody was going to kill Thrawn, it'd be like Kanan, you know? Right, yeah, or Ezra. Nah, Ezra's got a... I don't know. Or Chopper. Yeah, Chopper. Um, no, what I'm saying is anything that we notice about Rogue One is that Tarkin will... will wipe out anybody who he thinks is trying to one-up him yeah so i think tarkin just coming in and saying yep Thrawn, you're done i'm the grand moth about here and i'm gonna prove it to you <laughs> uh so it should be good you know i um I, I didn't get a lot into the clone wars i think a lot of it was coming out when i was in college um and i just you know um really wasn't able to see it and then it, it kind of like the animation of it kind of always had like a kid's vibe to me. Um, so I never, it was all, it's always been hard for me to get back in the, to the clone wars, but the rebels, um, I thought was really well done. There's some weird stuff, you know, I don't like the, um, the avatar, the force with the wolves and we'll see where that storyline goes. You know, I didn't like when they like kind of, uh, went through some like, uh, force teleportation type thing on that one planet where they're like on one right. side of the planet and then on the other like that's some weird stuff and as much as people complain about ryan johnson and what he did to the force i mean dave fioni's doing some weird stuff with it on this show <laughs> but uh right. um but story wise you know i felt like that the um the series kind of faltered in the middle um you know, really like the third season wasn't that great. You did have Obi Wan come on, which was great, and you had Darth Maul, um, and even Luke Skywalker, sort of, kind of. Um, but that you know that battle was kind of anticlimactic. But um, I wish they could have. I think they could have done more with that. Um, but overall, the series and the story as a whole has been really good. Um, what what I like though is we're finally getting back into you know, the Ezra storyline and focusing on that. Um, and we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. So see how they wrap it up. Wrap it up. Just like we're going to wrap up this podcast. No trivia tonight because Dave Mann is not on. So um, I get automatic five points. You automatically stay where you're at. <laughs> but you do get to play him um, when we have our podcast in two weeks. Uh, hopefully Dave will be back and joining us again. Um, also, in two weeks, we will launch our Patreon website um, or page, I guess I should say. Uh, so we'll have that information for those that choose to help out the podcast so we can do better contests and uh, do some more things on the podcast uh you know just to add some better content for everybody um so be sure to check for that on our next one rebels will have started so we'll start talking about rebels and then any news that pops up as well so in the meantime be safe enjoy life be nice to one another and may the force be with you and may the force be with you